Welcome to God Won't Unlock, where we break down the latest gaming news and give you godlike insight and analysis of everything happening across the gaming industry. I'm Mayor Ryan Reynolds. And I'm Matt Bronson. And no matter what platform you're listening to us on, welcome to episode 37. In this episode, we're going to talk about messes at Bioware and with Borderlands 3. Halo Infinite is apparently massive. Reactions to Cowboy Bebop's casting and the Joker. And Matt obsesses over the birds all over again. God would unlock episode 37 as a go. Get letting We've got some PAX news to discuss, but we're not going to get into that just yet. So the, one of the big stories from this week, we've been talking about Bioware and the state of them. Like, are they going to get closed down? Uh, you know, are they ever going to achieve the success, The at least the maybe from the fans? Because we found the Anthem was actually a huge financial success. So earlier this week... Uh, several things came out about Bioware, and it kind of explains how we got the anthem that we got and what's happening at Bioware. And this was reported by Jason Schreier, who, in my opinion, is the most reputable, like, in-depth gaming journalist out there. He works for Kotaku. So, there's several pieces to this. So first, Dragon Age 4 was announced at the Game Awards this fall. That was announced against EA's will, but EA did not want them to announce that. It just and, seems like it seems like all of EA studios are just rebelling well, at this respawn, point. Respawn, you know, like it's like open of, rebellion. It's yeah, every man yeah, for himself right. over at EA, yeah. and yet somehow respawn it's, doesn't care what dice is. Somehow doing. it's actually working. Yeah. So, basically, Bioware like worked with the Game Awards to like corner EA. Like they said, you know, they signed up to announce it, and like at the very last minute, they said oh, hey, we need this trailer, and you need to get it done, because we've got, like, two weeks, basically. So EA was literally forced to make this trailer, and uh, so there was that. But then here's the Anthem story. Oh, wait, wait, I got a theory first. I, I just okay. for, I just formulated a theory while you were telling me the that. The Q-hat? Well, it would seem to me, since EA has been elected the most hated company <laughs> in the last X number of years... Yeah. Maybe it, maybe this is like you know WWE where EA's like okay we're the heels, so we're gonna you know it's gonna be like the NWO kind of you know like we're gonna be the bad guy, you studios revolt against us so and it'll look press. it'll make everything look better you know. So, well, well, the rest of the story doesn't look so good for Bioware. EA is the Eric Bischoff of uh, <laughs> video games. Nobody has ever made that comparison, I guarantee. Nope. That's a God Mode unlocked. That is truly a God Mode moment. Uh, so, Anthem was actually only in production, basically, like, de- like the real development, for the last 18 months of its seven-year development cycle. And I, So, there was two branches of Bioware working on this game. One in Austin and one in Canada. And apparently, they just fought back and forth the entire time. And got into huge pissing matches about what this game should be. Like, but you know, this wow. happened with De- the original Destiny too. And you know, there was one camp in Bungie that wanted it to be the next Halo. 
and there was one camp in Bungie that wanted it to be the next World of Warcraft. And obviously they're two... In the end, what you're doing is trying to meld those two ideas. But yeah. um, it happened all over again with Anthem. And, like, supposedly everything just kept getting thrown out. They couldn't agree on anything, so they'd redo it. Like, they would, like, hostily go after each other. Like, well, no, we're, we're getting rid of what you did. We're going to do what we want to do. A good so, working environment. So that's, that's bad enough. But then, like, so Bioware got wind that this story was going to come out. And, like, the day before they released this statement trying to... They didn't deny anything in the article. Uh-huh. They didn't deny any of it. But they tried to discredit the reporter and said, like, you can't trust anything he says and, you know, don't believe anything. But they didn't deny anything. Yeah, they, yeah. Like, yeah. A classic move when it's right, true. Right, So then they send out this email to all their staff and they tell them that they are under no circumstances to speak to the press. That, you know... Obviously, the working conditions are bad, but they didn't like they didn't address any of that. Like, okay, guys, this is kind of a come to Jesus moment for us, and we gotta address <laughs> yeah. it. It was just like, hey, yep. just, just don't talk to the press. So, I mean, apparently that's just that. It seems like chaos at Bioware right now. Like, I, it seems like chaos at all of EA. Right yeah, right now. <laughs> it's I mean, true. Who isn't revolting against each other inside the halls of EA at yeah. this point? I mean, it does explain a lot about how Anthem came out the way that it came out. Because yeah. it's such, like, a hollow game. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't seem like at some point, you know, the board at EA needs to, like, look at, like, the, the, sheer, they, the sheer chaos inside yeah. of EA and say, okay, you know. There's, like, like no management, yeah, it sounds like. Yeah, we have no leadership here. We're going we're gonna to start rolling heads. Yeah. Right, don't close Bioware down. Just obviously no, I mean, something not, not needs the to studios there. themselves, but yeah. like higher up. I'm talking like CEO, yeah, right? And, you know, like the CEO. Like it seems like he's lost complete control of the company. Yeah. You know, I mean, all the studios are literally just doing whatever the hell they feel yeah. like. And in Respawn's case, it worked out greatly. Yeah, I mean, it's working. Yes, right. But how but come? It could have totally failed. Well, like, too. How come they're having to revolt against the CEO in order to make these things happen? Right. That, that's right. the question. They, Bioware, didn't trust. EA so much that they forced them to announce the next Dragon Age. They, yeah. they, they couldn't just come to them and say, hey, we want to announce the next Dragon Age. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Can, can you work with us? They forced them into a corner yeah, so because just, they distrust them that much. It's just very strange. And it's funny because I've heard, I've heard I think what's happened at EA over the past year is just totally strange because I think a lot of people had this view of EA being this like very iron-fisted company. Yeah. And maybe they were, and that's why all the developers are revolting, Yeah, it seems. But now, like, the more and more we've learned, it's like, well, no, they're not keeping their developers under lock and key. They have no control over yeah. them at all. <laughs> Everyone's just doing whatever. It reminds me of that GIF where the guy walks in with the pizza. No? I don't, I don't okay. think I've seen that one. Uh, I think the reset era crowd will, will know <laughs> what I mean. But... It just makes you wonder, like, is this something that they're going to be able to get under control? Or is this the tale of a studio that's basically trying to modernize and it just can't? It's never going to and it's going to, you know, fall by, it's falling behind. <laughs> yeah, no, I have no idea. We, we can't tell. Yeah. But. Pure chaos, that's what we can it, tell. Oh, right. And it, it explains how Anthem came out the way it did. Like, it, it really does. Like, the technical guys nailed it because. 
all they have, you know, they don't have to create content. It's, so it's funny speak. though, isn't it? I mean, for years, EA was like, they were like a factory. Like, you know, like they would announce a game, they would put a game out. Yeah, like, there was yeah, no yeah. questions, you know, about anything. It was very cookie cutter. It was very, very mechanical. Yeah, you know, here's, you know. NFL Street 2, here's yeah. NFL Street 3, yeah. here's... The next, very next yeah, year, yeah, yeah. like clockwork. Like, yeah, like game after game after game, they would just crank those things out. Nothing would ever be late. There would never be any question about anything. Yeah. And now it's just like, what? what is going on over there? So there's this other developer, this game Breach came out in early access just in January. I played it. Um, it's, it was that 4v1 like action RPG. I talked about it on the podcast for an yeah. episode. Made by QC Games, which is entirely a former Bioware team. Uh-huh. This team at Bioware had worked on a game called, I think it was Shadow Realms at Bioware, and it got canceled. So they basically spun off their own studio, rebuilt the game. Every time I hear that name, Shadow Realms, I have to stop and think, wait, isn't that what the Mortal Kombat studio is called now? <laughs> but no, that's Nether Realms. Anyway, keep going. So they just put this game out in January. This was their first game. So it is April 7th, and the game and the development studio is closing down. So a spinoff of Bioware in the same week has totally just been running into the It's wall to wall Bioware this week. Yeah. I mean, it's just. And it's all bad. It's yeah. all bad news. <laughs> I mean, I kind of. From a once great studio. The Dragon Age. Well, that's the question. Like, you know, will they be able to write the ship? They've, they're going to have the money because Anthem is pulling in money. So. They're going to have a budget still, you know, so, you know, I hope that they can get things under control and it just seems to me like maybe, I'm guessing the two, there's probably two groups within Bioware with Anthem. There's one that wanted to make a really great story driven, like, no, this is what Bioware does. This is what we're known for, our great story driven games. Uh And there was another group that wanted to make, you know, like an MMO style adventure and they some reason couldn't mm-hmm. i don't know we'll never know well maybe we will the right things yeah, <laughs> is coming out i feel like bioware is going to have to publicly respond to this and they haven't yet so here's a i should have sent you this video earlier so you could have watched it there's borderlands 3 news but first i just want to mention this to you i watched the reveal for borderland the, the borderlands conference at pax yeah i watched i'll send you the video it's seven minutes long it was a complete disaster. Everyone was in those masks. No, said. no, no. They had technical issues. They tried to start and restart the same trailer like five times. Oh, God. And it kept freezing in the same spot. How embarrassing must that be? And, and Randy Pitchford kept coming out, and, and he's like yelling to the people backstage. Not like in anger, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's just like... Just in sheer terror and panic. Can, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, like, can we do it? Is it fixed? And then he'd roll it again, and it would break in the same oh. spot. And he, he'd come out on stage, well... Sorry, guys. Go. And at one point... He, See, that would he, figure. That, I mean, this was like our first... This should have been our first... Major panel. Major panel reveal that yeah. we've ever been to live in person. Not only did, did it break down, but we didn't even make it inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, that's just... That's truly a God mode moment. Well, and, and Randy keeps going. He keeps trying to, like, delay the thing. And, and he's like... You know, we've been working on this game for five years, and I really want to make sure that when you see it, you see it right. <laughs> you know, because, like, they were trying to roll trailers for just, like, Borderlands HD. Yeah. Like the, the, and they were crashing, they were jittery. 
How can they not get a trailer to play? Well, that's what that's <laughs> that's what he said. He he got booze from the crowd because he came out and said that the PAX people were the ones running the the equipment. Not they didn't bring their own equipment. Oh. So he's like, I love PAX, but this is he's like. Yeah. And he's like he's like talking to them, and he's like, I guess we should have brought our own stuff. The whole crowd started booing him because they're like, he just threw them under the bus. Like, hey, this well, is I a mean, gearbox. If, if that's this true, though. I mean, what's what's he supposed I to know, say? It's really? just not I what mean, the crowd wanted to hear. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't think you should ever just be. What I don't want to hear that. You know, like, what's the truth? If Pack screwed up, that's that's a huge issue. Because, yeah. Because you know, I like packs and I want to see it grow. Yeah. And if, if this is true, then... If I'm another developer and I'm thinking about unveiling my game there, then I see this. Yeah, I'm exactly. Like, well, maybe I'm exactly. not. Exactly. It's a huge black eye. Yeah. It's like, well, if I can't bring my own stuff and my my big reveal is all screwed up yeah. and people are booing me at my big yeah. reveal, I'm not going there. Yeah. I mean, who's going to go there? I think the story, the interesting story is that even though it happened, like, this wasn't like a major story anywhere. It seems like only the, really the people that were there... Yeah, I mean, I did it. see it on YouTube. Yeah, so it, I don't think it had like a grand effect. I just think it's funny that. Yeah. That. I mean, yeah, pretty we were right now. there. We got locked out. Yeah, and then that we were literally like about to line up, and then they're like, "Oh, it's Cap." Yeah. Oh, okay. Which was the story of the whole show. Yeah. Oh, oh it's those, Cap. Those oh, caps. Cap. They, those are brutal. So they released more Borderlands Three info this week. It's dropping this September, which if you guys roll back the tape, I kept saying that after it gets revealed, it's going to release really soon. So, just five months away. The biggest news this week, however, was that it's Epic Games Store exclusive for six months. Wow. Another one. Another. I don't want to say bites the dust, but I don't for know. For six months. For six months. So, guess what happened on Steam immediately thereafter? Got it got review bombed. Oh, <laughs> So Randy, oh. Randy. So Pitcher, are there are there now fanboys? Are there now storefront fanboys? Well, this keeps happening. Like when I, this these games on Steam keep getting review bombed, and it, it impacts you know the game's reputation, so to speak, and sales. And Randy Pitchford actually came out and said that stuff like this is actually making developers rethink their stance on putting their games on Steam because the communities are just. Ripping them to shreds. Oh come on! You That's what right. he said. That's what he said. Yeah. If, and if Epic I, is, is standing there with a crisp check for, you know, fifty million dollars, here you go. Well, to me that to me that seems very political. You know, sort of very cynical. him saying that. Yeah, a little bit shrewd. You know, like, like obviously, stop, basically, obviously, the main thing with the Steam store is the percentage that Steam yeah. takes. Yeah. So you know, he's he's like, well, you know. Maybe we won't release our games on Steam. You know, it's it's just him trying to work yeah. Valve into well, policies that shortly are, thereafter, are Valve uh, basically disabled review bombing on the Borderlands. Uh, so it works to some extent. I mean, at some point, Steam is going to have to do something, though. Don't, you know, don't I don't know why you can. Re- don't let people review games that aren't out. Oh, yet, I don't first even care all. about the reviews. Well, it's causing problems. Though, yeah, because like. You know, if it, you know how it is. Like, if a game gets a bad reputation before it comes out, it hurts the same. See, I feel like on big budget things, does review bombing actually do anything? Like, does it, like, if if everyone got online and review bombed Avengers Endgame, yeah. is that going to impact that movie? Yeah. Or, yeah. or, 
you know, things like that. It just to me, it just seems like noise. And in yeah. a way, it's almost like good publicity because it gets people talking. Even I just more don't know it. if it figures into like Metacritic and stuff. Probably not. Yeah, I don't know, but I just, I mean, if you go, I think it can have a subliminal effect. You know, if you don't. And Borderlands is a pretty big franchise, so it should speak for itself. But if you're thinking about buying a game, and you're looking at the reviews, and it says yeah. average one oh. star out of five, well, yeah, well and then, ah, maybe I don't want it, you know? Yeah, you might be right. I mean, I guess, like, if I didn't buy Borderlands right away, and years later... If you're a new gamer. Well, even, not even, but if, if years down the road, you're like, there's a sale on it, and you're like, oh, I remember that game. Should I get Borderlands? Yeah, too? should I get it? And then you go look at the reviews, the, yeah. the, like the review right. score to right. see like just how good the game is. You're right, it could come into play then. Yeah. Like, you know, people are like, oh, well, it's not getting very good reviews, so I'm going to pass. Yeah, yeah. I, when really, most of those reviews came before the game. Everybody hates it, I don't want Yeah, it. exactly. So, that's I guess what, it could have. That's effect. what I mean. I don't know why they even allow reviews of games before they're out. Like, yeah. that seems like a simple you're thing. You're right. You're right. That, yeah. that should take like should not happen. Half an hour. How can you review it before you play? Take that out. <laughs> How can you review it before you played it? Yeah, right. Yeah, that's ridiculous. You should only be able to review it if if Steam acknowledges that you bought it on Steam. Well, that's a good point too. Yeah, link it to your account. Yeah, yeah. Well, only great, those who great, bought it can great review it. Fix right there. Um. See, I don't know. I, the, Borderlands. I know you said. Uh, did you say last podcast? Forgive me if I'm putting words in your I said, mouth, but these are the worst trailers of all time. I said, have you seen the birds? <laughs> no, I'm <not> <laughs> Didn't you say it was like the worst trailer of all time? Um, yeah, it was really bad. Yeah. I mean, the, the reveal for this game, like, I'm really not feeling this game. Like, I, and, I, and I've heard a lot of people say it looks like really good, and it might be, but I've just, I've not been excited by this I mean, it looked all. good, but... Whoever cut that trailer, I could cut a better trailer, I think. And well, they I couldn't even zero. play their first two yeah, trailers. A bad so. trailer. I mean, it just like there's nothing about it that made you go, "Oh, I want to play this game." Yeah, I, I'm just not right. I'm not. I haven't been excited by it yet. Yeah. And I, if it's just a straight up normal Borderlands game, I feel like I'm like, I've played this before. Right? Yeah. I don't. So this isn't news, but a big debate came out this week, and I figured that you and I should talk about it. So it was basically sparked by Sekiro. Shadow of Side Twice, From Software's new game. If you've never played a From Software game like Dark Souls or Bloodborne, their games are known for their notorious, unforgiving difficulty. Uh, and a big debate came out this week about whether or not, like, all games should have some type of like easy mode or casual mode to make it more accessible to people. Uh-huh. And that just sparked a huge debate. There's, you know, obviously one side that wants it because they have interest in the games but they're too hard or too much of a time sink and then there's other people who are saying you know learn to play get good have some patience noobs yeah noob yeah what what side of the debate do you fall on i fall on the debate that every game is on easy mode these days i mean well what, what game is from it on? from software yeah that's true <laughs> from software Mo- yeah on. most games it's not a, not yeah. an issue i mean are we talking like the Last of Us, where you have unlimited lives and no continuations. I mean, I with From's game. I, first of all, it's the developer's choice, in my opinion. They they get to make their game. That's fine. I'm not entitled to an easy mode. Yeah. That said, I I have always been interested in From's games, but because I'm so busy and my gaming time is so limited, 
the difficulty does turn me off oh, sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. Because like I don't losing half an hour or forty five minutes of progress, it really sets me back when I only have like half an hour to play. Yeah. I mean, Dark like, Souls. Uh, Dark Souls is so tough. You know that. That game definitely should have an easy mode. Well, and like and like um, Bloodborne, I I I played probably like well, I probably made about three hours of progress in Bloodborne, but I probably played it for like ten. Yeah. I really liked that game. The yeah. universe, the combat, I loved it. But because I just couldn't get anywhere, I couldn't beat this one boss that I got to. I was like, you know, I'm not going to spend 10 hours trying to learn every mechanic of this boss. Yeah, like, I, 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 mean, just, I'm not. I quit Dark Souls because it was just so hard. Yeah. I mean, I got, I didn't get very far at all. And, and I know I, people, I will, like, there'll oh, be a I'm ton of here. people who listen to this, like, listen to these two idiots. Yeah, you know, no, they can't. But um, I did beat the first Dark Souls, don't you know, hate me. And in a game like Dark Souls, it's, to me, that game is so light on story that, yeah. you know, that it doesn't matter yeah. to me if there's an some easy games mode. do have like a story mode but if I'm playing a game for the story as much or more than the gameplay even yeah yeah that game better have an easy mode yeah if, if it's especially if it's really hard because I, I want to get through the story I think Soma has a mode that literally removes the enemies from the game what yeah and a lot of people like it because <laughs> well because it's a great story driven game and it's about the atmosphere you know it has a mode where you don't have to I don't think yeah. you have to like have combat. It should just have like a roller coaster mode where you, well, you know basically like what it is. Or it just like a walking simulator, yeah. but you know, you're but you're in a horror. Yeah. You know, you're walking through a horror movie essentially. Um, I don't know. I. I, I guess I am kind of in between on it. I think does it make games more accessible? Like. Yeah, I mean it. It would, and I saw Kotaku put out an article that said you know. No game has ever been ruined by an easy mode, which I think is a fair point. Like, well, if it's optional, I, I don't. I mean, it's always been optional, so right. like, who cares? And there, there, are, but there are the people who say, "Well, you're playing the game wrong. This isn't the way it's meant to be played. It's so much better this way." But who are you to tell me well, that's how the, the game is better? It, it, I mean, if the creators made it a way, then that's just the way it is. Like, if they're the creators; it's their vision. It's yeah, that's, that's that's true. It's so, certainly true. Like, if they want their game to be insanely hard, well, that's what they've released. Exactly. If, if you paid for it, that's what you paid for. It's kind of interesting how we always wonder, like, is it, is it an art or is it, you know, just a product? Like, yeah, What yeah. is it? And if it's an art, then it gets to be whatever they want it right. to be. If they want an easy mode, it's going to have an easy mode. Right. Or if they don't want one, then... Yeah. And that, that, that's a good point. Once you've spent money on it, then, though, like, what are you entitled to? You know, like, I, I don't know. I don't know. There's no true answer. There needs to be a a, uh, a gamer's bill of rights. <laughs> there we go. First Easy mode gamer for bill every of rights. Game. It'll be all over the internet by next week. You heard it here first, folks. Easy mode. No, no loot boxes. So let's. <laughs> yeah, no loot box. That'll be the first one. Um, a hidden copy of the birds on every game. It's time for the God mode moments. The rumors segment. We got three this week. I'm going to skip to the second one on our list, because this one's the juiciest to me. Uh, the rumor is that Halo Infinite currently has the biggest budget in all of gaming. So, that budget, just for development, not marketing, is $500 million. Jeez. And that, that is much higher than Red Dead Redemption 2's, which had production values through the roof. Much higher than the birds, too. Well, certainly. They probably made that movie with half a million dollars. <laughs> um... But just what do you 
when I think of, when I hear half a billion dollars, like what could they possibly be doing with all that money? Spending it. I mean, well, that's isn't that what Microsoft is known for? Is just like eye-watering amounts of money. Lighting money on fire. Like, it's it's just amazing to me how much money they burn. You know, oftentimes with very low <laughs> return. Yeah, it, it really is kind of amazing, especially in the gaming space. They seem to they seem to like to spend the cash. Yeah. Um, and some interesting things. See, I, I'm hearing this. I believe it. And I think it is going to speak to the quality that they're going. Because they're basically trying to reboot Halo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think they're looking at it and they realize that the popularity of Halo is really yeah, falling It's a off. do or die I mean, moment for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think this to them is like, okay, if this franchise is going to continue to yeah. be a major seller... Of this console, you know, of this brand, yeah, we need, you know, it's almost like it's, it's sort of like Halo's last stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like if this doesn't right. work, I don't can know. we have a re? Can we? What's the future of Halo? Can we, if this doesn't work, you know, have a rebirth here, or do we downsize? Yeah, yeah I, I think you're right. And uh, that's the perfect word like, for it. Like, downsize. Like you know, can can they relaunch the franchise, or does it become just like a? annual multiplayer yeah. game. Yeah, like, like sort of like Gears of War where it's popular, but it's not. Well, they could just cut out the campaign altogether and just release yeah. Halo multiplayer right. every other year. Right. I mean, and I think... I think and I don't right. think... I think they're going the opposite direction and I have faith that Infinite's going to be oh. a total relaunch and oh, yeah. it's going to be successful. Yeah. I, I kind of think this number might be misleading, though, because games... You know, Halo Infinite, I totally believe it's going to be a game-as-a-service game. Mm-hmm. So I think this 500 million might be like a over five years type yeah thing. Like I wonder, not, not like a when it comes out we'll have already spent half a billion and dollars. I wonder if because it is going to be so heavily um, entrenched online I wonder if this is like some sort of accounting trick where they're like you know it's it's on so many servers worldwide right, right. there's and those, infrastructure and those, there yeah and those server costs are X but you know obviously yeah. for Microsoft since Microsoft owns them it's not really right, right. costing them anything right and and they could be, I mean, they said there's no marketing in here, I guess, but they could be putting in like esports pots of money, yeah. you know, like who yeah. knows? Who knows? Like, yeah, who knows where this? But I'm really encouraged from. by this because I really want Infinite to be great. I mean, I've talked about how it's still that franchise to me that, you know, the day it comes out, it's like I gotta be there. I gotta play through the whole thing. You yeah. know, like it incites that Halo Two midnight well, I'm really, madness. I'm really excited for this one at the thought of just being able to truly go anywhere. Well, if they if they do that, we'll see. Yeah. Well, I mean, it does seem like that, that right? It I looks mean, like it, but if that's the case, we still I mean, know that one. that alone just has me excited. The thought of just being able to go anywhere and you know come upon random battles. The first and, game did have that sense, like uh, you could. Just, it felt like you were just driving around the Halo and just finding like random skirmishes. I mean, do you think it's like going to be jumping into? Do you that. think it's going to be essentially like No Man's Land? No Man's. Sky. I mean, No Man's Sky, on No Man's whatever surface um, I mean, my just set on a single halo I mean when you say no man's sky you infer that there's no gameplay <laughs> well like, no, you just but walk it's, around but it's, it's really it's also I mean it's really heavy oh, it's beautiful on, the, on that monitor on the ex- exploration um, I think there will certainly be exploration to it I think that'll be you're right it I, is beautiful I, I think it's gonna be like look at that like destiny but on a larger scale because, like, Destiny has its patrol zones, you know, where you go to a, a given zone, and you can drive around, you can 
jump in whatever fights, do whatever quests, uh, you know, participate in whatever events. But yeah. I think it's going to be on a larger scale. Oh, yeah, yeah. Much larger scale. And that's, scale. that's hugely exciting. That looks insane on this monitor. I know. It looks great. Is it a 4K monitor? No. No? It's actually um, just a 1440p. We're watching the Halo Infinite uh, reveal trailer. They better show gameplay of this this year. Oh, they better. Yeah. They gotta. And I gotta feel like it's gonna blow people's minds. They gotta. See, I just, I, I love the aesthetic, uh, especially of this See, game. See, the art style of the Marines kind of worries me a little bit. Really? Why is that? Because they look like kid action figures. Well, see, part of me wonders if they had to do that because of the scale. Like, it's just, you know, it's gonna be so big. Well, just like the way their legs look. Oh, well, yeah, look at Chiefs, though. I don't know. I kind of like the cartoony style. I mean, I don't know that it's cartoony, but well, it is a little bit cartoony. I mean, it's definitely not ultra. No, no, no. It's not like they're not. It's not like dude broke years of the So I don't know. I actually really dig everything. And see, about like all those stuff. lights going up right there. I'm envisioning those as like markers of like there's something going on here right now. Drive to this area, like yeah. that kind of thing. I'm envisioning those as being maybe like um, if if this does have sort of like a a massive. Uh, amount of players like maybe those are areas where people enter the game or something or it could be know. that too yeah I don't respawn know. beacons or I don't know it'll be interesting to see what they do yeah for sure I mean obviously not everybody can be Master Chief so I don't know how they would work that but just part. hearing hearing you know that it's more than Red Dead Redemption's 2 to his budget I mean and you look at how that game looks the visual quality the audio quality the story the writing oh, yeah. quality that makes me really excited, really excited. I hope I, I really think that this could be 343's redemption. I think that they can. I've really felt that they can deliver from the beginning. Um, so we'll see. The other Microsoft news this week is that they're soon going to introduce a new tier of Xbox Live. So it includes Xbox Live hey. Gold and Game Pass at 14.99 a month. So you can subscribe monthly to both Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass for a total of fourteen ninety nine a month. There's no annual tier? There probably is. Uh, they haven't said yeah, it. I don't know. I think I'd be kind of shrewd of them to uh, not include an annual tier because then it'll be... I mean, they probably, already have the annual tiers, though. Well, individually, but not yeah. wrapped together. Yeah, so wrapped together I mean, at a wrapped, discount, you think? Wrapped together, they're giving you a discount. Yeah. Monthly. Yeah. But on an annual basis, it's more. Yeah, yeah. So... If they don't include the annual basis, like people will be like, "Oh, I'm getting a deal," but no, really, you're not. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you're actually paying more. Right. So, I mean, that would be extremely shrewd if they don't include. But I, I assume they have to include like an annual. We'll, we'll find out. I mean, it's obvious and that would that would be nice. It's obvious they're, if not doubling down, tripling down on subscription revenue. Dear right. Microsoft, just raise the price of Game Pass and get rid of Xbox Live's charge. Altogether. They won't. No, no way. Never. Raise it to fifteen dollars. You know how much money they make off it. Raise it to fifteen. Yeah, but if they raise it to fifteen dollars a month, and then just get rid of X or yeah Xbox Live Gold. There you go. I don't know. You, you, you have the same thing. Let's find out. Um, here's the here's a really interesting one. So Hello Games, the makers of No Man's Sky are working on a big quote unquote new project. So do you do you think your your opinion, will they 
Because they've kind of built No Man's Sky into, over the last year or year and a half, a more respectable game. Do you think that they'll ever achieve the level of hype again that they did with No Man's Sky? Like, do you think people are going to just, like, they're flock the new, to their They're next the new game? Lionhead, aren't they? They're the new Lionhead. Well, do you think people will flock to them, or do you think they've, no. they've burned too many bridges? I've way too many bridges. You think so? I mean, this is Peter Molyneux redux, <laughs> right? I mean, like... Peter Molyneux redux. I mean, that's all I can think of to describe it. Like, they promised you the moon, and then they gave you, you know... A marble. So you're off the Hello Games hype train. Oh, yeah, all the way. Never coming back. All the way. So if they reveal something that looks awesome, you're not going to be like... Well, I'm not going to trust it. That's right. Right, that's what I'm asking. That's what I'm asking. I mean, imagine they they step out there and they start doing, you know, the Peter Molyneux stuff. (laughs) And this game, you're going to be able to... You don't think they've learned their lesson? Marry a dog and... (laughs) Marry a mailbox. Yeah. Who was it that proposed marrying a mailbox? (laughs) I don't know. Oh, somebody in our high school, I think. <laughs> but, I mean, I, and I get the feeling it's just going to happen all over again because it's it's a character trait with their... Sean Murray? Yeah. Yeah. He, um, It's just a character, just like Peter Molyneux, where he wants, he so badly wants, like he believes himself to a certain yeah, extent, yeah. I think, but their ability to deliver is just not going to be able yeah. to keep up with his imagination. Yeah. And I think the sad thing... Especially in Peter Molyneux's case. I, I didn't play No Man's Sky, so I can't speak to it. But like I said, I've heard that it's become a pretty solid game. Is that, like, you know, Fable 1 was a great game. Yeah. And and most people say maybe, like, by the time they got to 3, they're kind of sick of it. But the the Fable games were still very good games. And yeah. Had he not, like, overhyped them so severely, yeah. people could look past that and say, well, hey, here's a really good game. And that's the same thing with that, what was it called, the Cube or something? Curiosity, what's inside the cube? What's yeah. inside the cube? Yeah. yeah, and I mean that to me that was that's a really cool idea. Interesting I'd experiment. love to see. I'd love to see more stuff like that. Yeah, like really outside the box, just you know, like almost more social experiments than, yeah. than games. I mean, Pokemon Go is kind of that to me. It was a uh, because all of a sudden here are all these people walking around meeting each other. Yeah, you know. 40, yeah. 40 year old guys talking to 16 year old kids well <laughs> maybe that's a bad thing you get what I'm saying bringing people together who may not otherwise have come what, together what's that group called Nambla you get what I'm saying <laughs> Nambla whatever you know, it is bringing together groups that normally wouldn't associate with each other yeah let me yeah. put it that way rednecks and cheerleaders <laughs> I don't know okay we're moving on now we're moving on uh, so, just an FYI, Call of Duty Blackout is free to play for all of April. So they're trying to reinvigorate Call of Duty's Battle Royale mode to compete with Fortnite, Apex, and I guess I'm not going to say PUBG. <laughs> uh, more Fortnite news here soon. I guess I'll just say it now. Uh, Fortnite is officially introducing their respawn system, jacked straight from Apex this week. It's literally the exact same. Like, there's these vans all around the map in Fortnite where you can respawn your teammates. It works exactly the same. They come and they fly down out of the sky again. Um, like you have to, you have to pick up their banner. It's exactly like Apex. Like I almost feel like it's copyright infringement. Yeah. But it is what it is. Big one of the biggest games in the world chasing the other. One of the other biggest games in the world. 
GameStop posted a $673 million loss for 2018 last week. I know we've debated this many times. And this isn't Do you their think f- there's any hope for games? No, stuff? absolutely not. No. I mean, this isn't their first loss either. No, no. I mean, like they they keep taking these huge losses, and I just don't understand, like how how can they do it? I mean, right. I don't Especially because the investors are drying up. I don't know. Yeah, and you know, you look at the future of gaming, and you know, here comes the Xbox with no disc drive. Yeah. So all those games sitting in your store, guess what? Yeah. You're not selling those games to, to anyone that buys that console. You're going to so. have to change business quick. Yeah, and I got a feeling that's really the future right there. Yeah. Is, you know, and I think that'll be, you know, you might see on the next-gen consoles at least one version of them without the disk drive all together. Oh, for sure. At least one version, if yeah. not all of them. And then yeah. then your whole inventory just got nuked. Right. I mean, you're, you're hardcore now, in the words of Rick Cranston. Yeah, I mean... So that's what a thought. I mean, that must be so terrifying. Yeah, that's true. Uh, So the news that nobody asked for, Tencent has rolled out its own launcher called Tencent Wii Game. So now you've got Steam, Epic Game Store, Bethesda, Battle.net, Origin, Tencent Wii Game, Discord, uh, GOG, Green Man Gaming. What a time to be alive. Yes. Alright, Godspeed Stories. Cracked, I don't know if we talked about this in the car uh, on the way to Yeah, PAX. I think we did. Crackdown 3 is literally so dead, even being How dead is it? free on Game Pass, that there's not a single match of multiplayer running. You can't play it. What? You can't play it. That's unbelievable. There's not even eight people playing it. That's, that's a little scary. That is scary. Here's a game that almost everybody forgot about, but uh, We Happy Few has a new, uh, like... I don't want to call it an expansion, but a new story episode out. So there was yeah. a season pass with this. And I actually hear that this is the best content they've produced so far. So if you're Microsoft who now owns them, I guess that's good news that they seem to be getting better with each release. I still think that they shouldn't have bought this developer, but I don't, I don't think know. they bring anything to the like, I like the style. I like the idea. I just Did you buy the- it? No, I okay. played. I played. There, case, case in point. I played the demo. Yeah, but with Game Pass, you don't need to really buy anything. Either. But you didn't buy. You didn't play um, it on Game Pass either. I played. I played that demo or whatever they released, like a the year beta ago. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I really like the style. I really like the ideas. I liked everything except the actual game itself. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, maybe really I don't know. Maybe some money, and you know, who knows? Maybe. Maybe I'll be eating my words. Yeah. I mean, it was cool. It, it's it's sort of like, it really kind of reminded me um, of, like, Bioshock. Yeah. But with just, like, an even more, like, bizarre yeah. political twist to it. Yeah. Minecraft is now part of Game Pass, surprising no one. I'm surprised it not, wasn't part of it before. Yeah. But yeah, it this is, is such, a good, such a good idea. Uh, it announced the QuakeCon lineup. There's not really anything surprising. Basically, all of Bethesda's games are going to be there. This is basically Bethesda's big show. They are at E3, too, though. Uh, it's July 25th through 29th. Did you know who the number one sponsor of QuakeCon is? Mountain, Balls. Mountain Dew. Balls. Not Mountain Dew. <laughs> Balls. Konami has revealed... Big balling. Oh, yeah. Who, who thought we'd have Konami news here? I know. Uh, Castlevania and Contra studio. collections. What? 
They're not a game studio anymore. Yeah. Well, they're putting out two. Get that pachinko machine or whatever it's called. Pinball or whatever. And, you know, there was rumors that Overwatch wasn't going to do... Every year since the game's been out, they've done like a PvE event in April. And there was rumors they weren't going to do one this year, but it appears they are, and it's going to be set in Cuba. That's the rumor. Too bad this wasn't live. I know. I know. That would be so nice live. And this week's edition of That's So Sega, maybe we should just wallpaper the house with agenda. (laughs) Agendas. And this week's edition of That's So Sega, Sega has announced a Super Smash Bros. clone starring Sega characters for mobile. Nothing else but mobile. Guest starring Nintendo characters. It's called Sega Heroes. Who did I hear was begging to be in Super Smash Bros. lately, but uh, Nintendo doesn't want him in there? Yakuza. Sega wants Yakuza characters in Smash. (laughs) Nintendo doesn't want him. (laughs) Another Sega franchise. Yeah. Alright, Here was here. Here's some funny stories. You for know, you. I kind of want to play that actually. That Sega Smash clone for mobile. Yeah. You know, I might get the Razer phone. You can I'm play it in it. glorious. Uh, yeah. 120. I'm just trying to think of like hurts. So you're gonna have like Ryu from Shinmu probably. Do they still own the rights there, or do they sure. completely ship that? I think yeah. they still have it. You can get the Yakuza guys. It's gonna be a weird mix. Isn't Sonic. It? It's gonna be a weird Knuckles, mix of like realistic people, man. realistic people, and then like the little cartoony yeah. Sonic characters. <laughs> oh boy, Sega, anyway. Sega, Sega. What, yeah. can, what can we? Is say? Vector Man? Oh, is Vector uh, they haven't man? said who's in it. Is that Vector Man a game. Sega property? Oh yeah, oh, oh yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that'd we be have Echo the Dolphin flopping around. Yeah. <laughs> Bouncing on his tail. Gonna, okay, if, if he is in, I'm in. Um, so here's some good funny stuff for you this week. So Gabe Newell of Valve, Gaben as he's known, uh, Praise Gaben. has has somehow ended up on a package of Chinese underwear. He's he is the model on the package. How this happened? No is that what knows. you sent me? I was trying to figure yes, out what it was. Yes, it's an actually it's like Gabe Newell underwear. So Google that. Yeah, I was just gonna see if I could find a video of uh, Gabe underwear. If you just Google it, you'll see the picture. I don't know if there's there's a uh, there's video, but and there's some strange things on the other. <laughs> uh, here's here's some here's some the other mega funny. kills pack. I'm sure you can at least remember Space Jam. Oh yeah. So ESPN reported this week they actually had a piece about this that LeBron's having trouble. So like they're pinning it on him that it's his job. That he can't find other players to star in Space Jam 2 with him. I'm like, they're talking about, they, like, they're talking about this. And I got there sitting there thinking, because I watched the original Space Jam a million times as yeah. a kid. I'm like, I can't name one other player other than Michael Jordan who was no, in the original. I, I could name one other player. Was there Bugsy Bogues? Patrick Ewing was in it. Was he in it? He was in it. I have no But that was because, I I think at the start of the movie when they when they abduct. Wasn't that Bill Murray in Space Jam? Yeah, I think he was. In the start of the movie, I think they're playing the Knicks when they take Michael. Okay. And I just remember, like, Patrick Ewing was standing at the free throw line and something, something, you know. But, But, uh, so yeah, all I remember is Patrick Ewing being in the movie. I I just thought this was so funny because, like, they, they totally pinned this on LeBron, that LeBron is having trouble recruiting players. And I'm like, hold on, he's the star of the movie. It's not his job 
to also cast the movie. They should make it, this it's like, this movie studios. Job. They should make this sort of like meta and bring this into the movie of like you know like LeBron can't, can't get it, yeah. a team together for for you know the whatever the aliens were called. Monstars. The Monstars. To take on the Monstars. <laughs> what will we do? And then, oh. then the Looney Tunes show up to uh, save the day. This is going to be something else. Um, here's some draw-your-own-conclusion stories as well. Also funny business. Kratos is on the cover of the New Men's Health magazine. Oh, God. Saying that people, people want to get their, uh, you know, I think it said, like, Get the body of a of a god or something. There it is, right there. This is shameful. Build the body of what does it say? Does it just say Kratos of God Build of the War? Build the body of famous fantasy heroes. Yes. Yeah. So insane. Well, to me, this seems like well, we're desperate. It's good marketing. We're desperate for readership, and it's we know good, it's good marketing. Though. We know you video game guys tend to be sort of out of shape. You're not reading so, our magazine. <laughs> yeah, so now exactly. you are. Um, please buy our magazine. Yeah, that's what I looked at it as. It's like. You know, the they're looking at it as well. A lot of gamers don't want to look like uh, Brad Pitt. You know, yeah. they want to look like Kratos. So yeah. stick Kratos on the yeah. camera. Horrible, horrible example of that though, because you know, here we have a god. You try to look like a literal god. Yeah. It's not gonna happen, guys. Sorry. And did you see this? Bret Hart was giving his uh, yeah. WWE you think Hall was, of Fame. You think it was staged? I have no idea. The guy got pounded. There was, so I, I have a feeling it wasn't. He got beat up. Did he really? Oh, yeah. Those, uh, security guards and like a UFC fighter who was there rushed to stay, beat the crap out of the guy. Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw like one guy like running around the stage. Yeah, it was funny because he was like, he was doing it like it was like a wrestling event. Yeah. Yeah, he's yeah. like running around doing that, like looking around thing. And it's like, bro, this, this is You're like, not acting. I don't this is think, real life. Yeah, I don't think this is an actual like. But maybe it was. I don't know. I don't think it was. Why would you interrupt somebody's Hall of Fame? I gotta speech? figure out who that. Well, yeah, but I mean, it would be such a WWE thing to do. Yeah. Like, oh, Brett Hart's giving you know like one more go, Brett. Here we go. They did say because the UFC fighter literally pounded the guy. Like yeah. he ground and pounded him. Yeah. Um, he hit. <laughs> they, he hit the stage like the, like before this guy had even hit the ground with Brett. This guy was flying in. And just ready to destroy the guy. Yeah. And he's Ronda Rousey's uh, boyfriend, fiance, wow. whatever. So How he, bizarre. But, you know, I mean, it generated so many headlines just ahead of WrestleMania. It was the is, best thing that WWE has had for headlines in a yeah. long time. Uh, you know, it's funny. I, I was watching Running Man today. What the hell is that? You don't know what the Running Man is? I may, but I Arnold don't remember. Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Running Man? I don't remember. It's an all-time classic, and if you haven't seen it, you need to go watch it like right now. Do you got Amazon Prime? No. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, it's on Amazon Prime. You can watch it. Best movie of the eighties. You sure it's not Cool Runnings? No. <laughs> so it's kind of like Cool Runnings, but um, you know, like part of the 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 inspiration, and it's easy to see because they have like Jesse Ventura. Um, he's in it. Yeah, he's in it. Um, was you know how popular wrestling was back yeah, then, yeah. and you know like the theme of the movie is that you know like people like violence so much that in the future 2017 by the way uh, you know in the future I love that. yeah there will be um, you know TV shows where people are running for their lives yeah and it, it really kind of made it, there's a new TV show with The Rock called like um, 
million dollar mile. Yeah. And all I can think of was the running man. And here it is. So, uh, yeah, watch the running man. I have no idea what the hell we're talking about right yeah, now. Yeah, I can't or why remember we got why. talking about this. But this leads us perfectly into our next segment, actually, okay, yeah. because we've changed our, you know, what are what are we playing segment? So we're just gonna we're just gonna call it spotlight. We're just gonna pretend that that's where that's what you just was. did. Yeah. You gave the first spotlight. The so man. it's gonna give us a chance to just talk about whatever we want. So it may be, hey, this is a game I'm playing. Go try it. It may be this is the show I'm watching. You guys should go check it out. Uh, you know, it may be a topic that one of us just wants to rant about. Like I remember a few weeks ago, you ranted about. Uh, you know, Xbox kind of envisioning it's it's always online future because you couldn't play anything because Xbox oh. Live was down. So it actually there, happened to me twice. Is there something you want to talk about this week? Anything you're playing? Or? Um, well, I want to talk about the birds for a moment. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, I, I don't know. Um, I guess I want to talk about the running man. <laughs> you already did that. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. This so looks I, like the worst movie I've ever no, seen. It's the, you've never seen The Running Man. This has to be his least known movie. The Running Man is so good. So apparently Matt's spotlight this week is go watch The Running Man. It's on Amazon Prime. Go watch it right now, please. <laughs> oh, man. That's young Arnold. Yeah, it's peak Arnold. I don't know what's peak Arnold, but I, I think some would argue that, like, Terminator 2 or Predator are peak Arnold. But. Come on, you, you like Terminator, you like Arnold movies, you gotta watch this. <laughs> go, go home and, and watch it tonight with Irma. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> Alright, so I got a few things to talk about in my spotlight. First one is, did you see Captain Marvel yet? No. Okay. I was gonna go today, but then I... Just... I went and saw it, and I had heard a lot of people say... Which Captain Marvel? What do you mean? Well, Shazam used to be Captain Marvel. Oh, was he? Marvel literally forced them to change his name. Oh, okay. So, I heard so many people say, like, it's mediocre, you know, it's, yeah, it's not really that great. Uh, and maybe it's because I went in with that expectation. I really liked it. I thought it was pretty good. It had a plot twist I didn't expect. And uh, I really didn't really like Brie Larson going into this. Yeah. I, I liked the way she acted in the role. I thought it was good. That's good to hear. So, I liked her in... Um Kong. I, thought I, she was I don't pretty think good. I even watched it. I thought that was... You never saw Kong either? Was that the... Which one is that? That's the King Kong reboot. But which... The newer one? Like, yeah, like the, a year the ago? The new, new one, yeah. I, yeah, I didn't see oh, it. Oh, you're killing me. Uh, so, I guess the moral of the story is Captain Marvel is is, is worth watching. Uh, I don't know how we got the Grand Torino back here on the monitor, but... So the other two things, I played two games this week I want to make you all aware of. The first one is not my car. It's the com Car Combat Battle Royale. I enjoyed it. It's something different. If you, I think it appeals more to old school gamers because you know, kids these days aren't going to remember Twisted Metal. But that's what it is. It's Twisted Metal meets PUBG. And I got my 20th different Battle Royale win in it. The developer gave me my own unique graphic in it. So I was... Uh, I had, I had a good time with it. I was the number one streamer for it during my stream of it. So, that was cool. And then, what you really need to do, go go to, uh, you can literally do this right now. Go to you know, trailers without sound don't really make too no, much sense. No, they don't. They? Like, it's just, it's just not the same. Yeah. So, so go to crunker.io right now. Get crunk. Crunker, with a K and everything, .io. Hit, hit accept. Oh, I thought I had a virus. And oh, look at this. Hit, play this. <laughs> this is the greatest game. Oh, you lost. 
Say hello to my little friend. This is this is literally it's like How did you find this? <laughs> this is like this reminds me of like this, this, stick death. I was the day. number one streamer for this as well. Uh Crunker to IO. It's like Counter Strike but in like uh like Minecraft style. With like one one hundredth of the budget. Play it though. Like the the gunplay is good. Those are your teammates. Oh. We have teams? Yeah, so you're on a team. There's a team. Oh, the games are Doesn't it look like dust? Yeah. I mean, obviously. Shoot that guy. The red. Right. Oh, he's not on my team. No, the red guys are bad guys. But the the. Like it just it's so smooth. Like it really is. It's free to play. It really is just a copy of dust, isn't it? Oh, I mean, it's very much like it, but it's not the exact same layout. The right. AW. Once you pull out the AWP. It works exactly like the AWP. Oh, shit, there's a guy. Where'd he go? Behind you. There you go. Got a headshot. headshot. In true Counter-Strike fashion, headshot. <laughs> because, I don't know, Counter-Strike to me, there's way too many headshots. Yeah, this, this game is great. It really is. Wait till you pull out a better gun. Because you can change your guns. Oh, yeah, uh, hit that. escape. Hit escape. Did, did it work? Oh, I hit the wrong go to customize. Uh, on the right, all the way on the right, in the middle. Yeah, the right. Click uh, class, and go to like. Uh, Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Now play that. Just click and click again. Like click. Yeah, there you go. You're gonna have to die. Go around and kill yourself. There's not many people be, in this game. That's gonna be very hard. telling you, this is the greatest free-to-play Crunker.io is a racist in this room, obviously, judging by the, by the name. And the, <laughs> there's So that's one thing about games like this. There's absolutely no... Oh. There's aim down sights, you know. You oh, can, there is yeah, it? Yeah. Oh, look at that. Come get me. Spraying from the hip. You got him. They'll kill him in like three shots. Just destroy him. I'm a god in this game. God. For real. I did a montage of it already. I'll send it to you. Where'd they go? They left. The objective moved. Wow. Yeah, your your shooter, your shooter instincts are not good. There bit, you go. Bit rusty. Oh. Well, you get the point, though. Yeah. It's an awesome game, so check it out. And it's free. So that's it for my spotlight this week. Crunker, yeah, that was a good one. Not my car, and. Uh, Go see Captain Marvel. If you're if you're hesitant, I'll use the AWP. It's so yeah, good. I'll definitely go see Captain Marvel and, and play Crunker. Did you? Uh, speaking of which, you know that the Endgame tickets are for sale now. Yeah. Did you see that it crashed? There, nailed it. First nailed shot. it. One shot, one kill. That's what it's all that's, about. That's how we're well, rolling. Yep. You might want to slow down or yeah. something. Give my teammates a chance. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so. Yeah, so that's our first nerd stuff. So we're transitioning to nerd stuff. we got a lot of good stuff this week, too. Um, so the Endgame tickets went for sale three weeks, more than three weeks early. And it was so popular that it crashed all the ticket sales websites. And you had to wait in a queue to even visit the website. You had to sit there and wait to get in to buy your tickets because... Even here in Broome County, like within like an hour, all the theaters were like com almost completely sold out, which blew my mind. 
What? Uh, just noticing that you misspelled Shazam. <laughs> Shamaz. Oh, that's perfect. Um, so let's talk about Shazam really quick. Uh, I'm really hyped for Endgame, by the way. I don't know why. The closer we get, like the more I'm like buying into the hype. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I'm I'm sorry. I'm at the end of my rope of the movies. Well, I was for like the past like year or two. Yeah. But now the end. I like. I Infi- didn't see Aquaman. Infinity War. Well, I haven't watched any. I didn't of, see Black Panther. I haven't watched any of these. Well, I mean, I no. I, I shouldn't say that. I didn't. I'm I'm at the end of the rope with seeing them in movie theaters. Yeah. Because I, I, I didn't see Aquaman. I didn't see Black Panther. I didn't see. Ant-Man 2. I still haven't seen Captain Marvel and I haven't seen Shazam yet, but yeah. I saw the opening weekend. I also. skipped most of those in the theater as well. But <clears throat> now that, you know, Infinity War was great. In my opinion, the best Marvel movie probably. And then... Uh, so, oh yeah, it was good. So I'm hyped again for yeah. Endgame. I'm just curious to see what I, I've do. really got this feeling though that Endgame is going to be a bit disappointing. I, I just... I mean, what are you going to do to follow up Infinity That's what War? I mean. It was so great that there, I feel like the resolution is going to be disappointing no matter what. I just don't want to understand how, like, what reason will they have to have Thanos put the armor back on and, and go through this whole struggle well, all over again. time travel, obviously. Well, yeah, but the other issue I see is they killed off the entire Black Order in the first movie. Yeah. So, like, it's just, it's just going to be Thanos. Yeah. For the second movie, yeah. there's going to be no henchmen. It'll yeah. just, so how do you have an entire movie with just one villain who's like all powerful? Well, I will it's say just, that it's bizarre. I, I think Thanos was outstanding. I thought Josh Brolin. Oh, absolutely. Was the, it it was the basically the Thanos movie. comic book villain. Oh yeah, ever. And in the movie, he was perfect. Like you could, I mean, even with all those heroes, all those personalities, you know, all those prominent characters. But Thanos stole the show. Yeah. Like, this was great. And it's just kind of, it's, for two reasons, it's really impressive to me. Because, first of all, Thanos is sort of uh, very counter to Josh's, like, usual personality. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's very, like, level-headed. and you know, Laid back. Yeah, very thoughtful. Where, as, you know, if you watch interviews of Josh Brolin, that's really yeah. not, that's really not his style. Yeah. So, like... The fact that he was able to, to create this character that I felt was very... Well, he played Cable in Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. God very sake. intelligent, very calculated, very... Yeah. I don't know. It was just very impressive to me that he could make a character so different from his usual personality. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and that's that's one of the great things about the character is he actually had balance. He wasn't just like, I'm the bad guy. I yeah, want to kill I've got this all plot. of you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is what a lot of Marvel movies boil down to, unfortunately. Yeah. It's... I'm going to blow up the universe or take over the world because I want to, you know, because yeah. reasons. But yeah, Thanos is the build-up, the delivery. His presence was great. Like, when he was around, like, he's just had this impending doom. Like, oh, God, it's Thanos. Yep. Um, so the other Marvel news we have this week. You should have gone for the head. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of, uh, you know, characters dying and whatnot. Loki gets eaten by his own father in the new Marvel comic. The major, the big event that they're having right now. He literally gets eaten, and it's like a bloody mess. He totally gets destroyed. His his father's a frost giant. Oh. So he gets eaten by his own dad. So I don't know if that's some weird. Yum. I don't know what the word is for that. I don't. What's it called when you kill your own parent? 
what's the term for that? Or Lilith Kinslayer. Yeah, I'm trying to remember uh, back to last Tyrion? Scene. What's Tyrion when he kills... Uh, Patricide. Yeah, there you go. So I don't know what Pat- it is when you... There's Patricide, eat your own Patricide, Regicide. But there's two... Here's, what type of killing doesn't have a name? Here, yeah. <laughs> Cousins. Uh, there's two Joker reveals this week. So the first one was the reveal of the Joker on Gotham. Like his final form. It's just for one episode. Oh, God. Did you see that? No. You should. Is well, that the final episode of the entire show? Yeah. Okay. So so they, they're they fast-forwarding to like the future to show... Because he doesn't... Like, in Gotham, Bruce isn't Batman yet. No. So, but he's got to be getting pretty close. That well, by, in this final episode, he's, he's Batman. Oh, really? And then and Joker's in his final form. Uh, look at that Joker up there. Oh, God. What do you make of that? His final form. Do you like it? It's like the poor man's Heath Ledger. Why is he so old? Well, he took the acid bath. I don't think he's old. It's just... he's. You know, I don't know. It's it's kind of original, I guess. And when your budget's $50 a week... I like it because it's a different take. It's yeah. like a horror take, almost. Yeah. Like, he looks very, very, very unsettling. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind of original, really. Yeah. Yeah. I give him credit. I still have no interest in the show. No, I mean... But when I saw that, I was like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I, considering it was usually like that. Yeah. It's, yeah. a, it's a big step up, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it's funny because that actor is in Shameless, and he's a much different character on that show. Um, but then there was the Joker trailer with Joaquin Phoenix, and uh, I'm sure you watched this, right? Oh, yeah. What did you make of this? Uh, I thought it was... Uh, um, I mean, it looks great. It didn't, it didn't blow me away entirely, but it, it is good. It is good. It's very dark. It's very... I thought it looked terrible. It's very strange. Terrible. Really? Strange. They nailed that. Yeah. I think that he is going to be great in the role. It's but just... When I watched it, I was like, I have no idea what the hell this movie's about. Yeah. It's obviously about did, Joker, did but you... what the hell is this movie about? This to me looks like an infomercial. Like, I just thought, I mean, it's an interesting take though. They're gonna it looks like you, a short film. They're actually going to make you feel for the Joker. Well, but what? Is, that's the thing. Like, what are they doing though? Like, what? What's this movie about? Are we going to see the Joker robbing banks? Are we going to see him just like his personal life, and then he becomes a Joker at the yeah, very end? Jo- Joaquin Phoenix, he is truly insane, isn't he? Uh, he is truly something. He's else. a weirdo. <laughs> he is, yeah. <laughs> I think he enjoyed this role probably a little too much. But I just can't... Like, I really... I watched the trailer and I was like, this isn't a movie that I would watch. Yeah, you know, that's... That's why I said it didn't blow me away because it was, it was almost, like, strange to the point where I'm like, yeah. I don't know if I actually Like, you can tell, okay, that. this is artsy. Yeah, yeah. And it looks like it's going to be, like, a good movie from a standpoint of being well-made. Like... But, but it's still one that I don't want to watch. I felt... I felt that, you know, The Dark Knight did a good job of making a Joker that was both strange but also very watchable. Yes. Exciting. Whereas this is just... He had a plan. Very strange. He had a reason. Yeah. And yeah, that's what but I'm I don't saying. Know. Like, I mean, I'm... What's he doing? Like, what is the point of this? Just to be creepy? Yeah. Because that's what I... You know, I watched... I went and I watched Pet Cemetery uh, with Irma two nights ago. I don't know. I think it looks good, though. And... 
I would describe Pet Cemetery as a creepy movie. Like no doubt about it. They did a good job creeping you out. Well that's what I think those are supposed to be. But when I but when I finished watching it, I was like <clears throat> Yeah, it was really creepy, but I feel like nothing. that's 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 like, like a lot I, of I'm nothing. Like no point really. Yeah, I feel like that's a lot of Stephen King movies. Or books yeah. or anything yeah. to do with Stephen King. They're like it's like, yeah, that was kind of strange. But right. What, what uh, else? Yeah, like it just sort of a lot of them just leave me feeling kind of empty. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of how this felt. Just like, okay, like it wasn't. It was creepy, but like, what dumb. is it? Yeah, accomplishing as and, a movie. And that's, but I think that's really the vibe they're going for is is sort of a horror movie because, you know, up until now, comic book movies have been pretty much one. Well, thing. he himself said in the trailer, he says, "I thought my life was a tragedy, but it's actually a comedy." So I kind of think they're going to be going for that almost watered down because they can't do it to this extent. But like American Psycho. Yeah. Like You've seen American Psycho, right? Is this the Crackdown movie? No, this is Fast and the Furious. No, this is a Crackdown movie. Um, <laughs> you've seen American Psycho, right? Yeah. With Christian Bale. Yeah, yeah. That movie walked this line between like horrific and like over-the-top comedy at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and I think they're going for that with that movie, but... Not obviously, it's not going to be as hardcore. There's Look, not. There's even a van. It's got to be. There's not up. chainsaw murders, you know, yeah. and, and Joker. Um, but I, I just don't know. I saw it and I was like, I don't want to watch this. Well, I, I think they are a little bit worried that maybe the, you know, there's going to be fatigue with all the comic book movies. Uh, yeah. And for me, there is because they're all essentially the same at this point. Yeah. For even DC. Yeah. And so they're trying to figure out ways to branch them out. But that's and, the other thing too is that movie's not even in continuity, so. It's well, yeah, but it doesn't really spin matter. off. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I do. I guess give them. I do, and I don't give them credit because, like, I just they're doing a Joker movie, which is bold, <clears throat> but at the same time, he's one of those villains that I feel is almost better not knowing. Yeah, like part You're of right. what's scary about him. You're right. Is that you don't know what's like they just behind had, the in mask, the comic books, kind of. like a, a year or two ago. They had, they had a series on the Joker. Where everybody gave like what they had heard about the yeah. Joker, and I loved it. I loved this so much because like, totally everybody different. had like a different theory right. and right. different different story of how the Joker right. came to be. Like, and you can never really know what he's truly yeah. up to. And if you ever really say, "Okay, no, this is actually what happened," then you remove all right. the mystique, right? And, like, right. Then you ruin the character, and that's kind of what I'm looking at with that. Is right. Like, there is definitely that issue. Like, I, I give him credit for doing a movie like that. But then I'm like, hmm, like, is this really a good idea? When you're trying to explain the Joker now, you know, when what's been exciting about him to me is that he's always just been like, you you never know what he's up to. You never know why Are you why sure this isn't the it. Crackdown movie? I'm positive. <laughs> this looks so terrible. Because they're running down the side of this looks so buildings terrible. and everything. You're right, this looks terrible. Yeah, it does. The Fast and the Furious ever since five, ever since one, was terrible. Yeah, I don't know how that franchise ever became successful. One was a classic. Everything else since, just pure trash. So yeah, I actually liked the Gotham Joker image. That excited me more than that really? trailer did. Yeah. Yikes. So Shazam was running a marketing campaign this week that literally said it was a banner that said Aquaman two. <laughs> <laughs> and then it would get crossed out and say, uh, say Shazam. Do you think that's or Shamaz? 
Do you think that's pathetic or do you think that's funny no, and clever? No, I think that's funny and clever. Do you? Yeah. You don't? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's funny and clever. I mean, you know... I think it... The character is Right, now we're be, watching Aladdin. Jesus. Oh I think it's worse as the night goes. Where's, where's uh, Will Smith Genie? It gets worse as... Live reaction to the Why Will Smith Why did they let Genie. Guy Ritchie... Guy like, Ritchie's directing yes, this? Yes. What? Why? Like, the, he just had that mega bomb... What um, was that? King Arthur. It was a King oh, Arthur. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a mega, mega bomb. And somehow there Disney, is. somehow Disney said, "Yeah, why don't you make our Aladdin movie?" <laughs> and here we are. Uh, um, so yeah, I think it's a clever idea. Um, like that's just keeping with the character. It it feels like it's sort of. It uh, truly is getting worse and worse. Here we go. Now we're up to X Men Dark. Phoenix. Oh, it is getting worse. I should just pull the plug on this one. Don't release it. They should. They should release this one. They should release New Mutants, but pull the plug on this one. We gotta turn this off. This is gonna keep distracting us. Pause that or something. You know the weird thing about this is it looks so much like the last movie with the Phoenix in it. I didn't watch it. I could care less at this point. Okay. So, so Shamaz, Aquaman two. Yeah, I mean it, it. It all sort of feels like it's biting on. Um, Deadpool's marketing idea yeah, kinda. of being like, you know, just breaking a third stupid. wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wall, and, and I feel like that's the vibe they're going for because he's a kid and, you know, yeah. so he's going to do like kid things. Yeah. I do hear the movie's really good, so. Yeah, I want to see it. Here's the big one. Here's the big one. Cowboy Bebop announced their casting choices for the live action series this week. Did you see them? Yes. Well, I saw who Spike is. It is literally the guy from Harold and Kumar. Yeah. This whole series is terrifying me more and more and Now more. I'm very scared. I'm terrified that this is going to be a train wreck. Now I'm a little scared. And, and I know they've got the creator advising, which gives me some hope. Well, what do you think what do you think about Well, okay, first of all, his name is what? Frank Cho? John Cho, I John? think. Okay, yeah, that's right. Um, isn't that isn't that either Chinese or... He's Asian of some kind. Yeah. But not all Asian people are the same. No, no. And, and the thing that gets to me about this a little bit is there was, there was the, the blowback that, oh, you know, you can't whitewash this. You can't yeah. cast white actors. Even though he's... To me, at Spike least. Most, Spiegel, to me, was not an Asian character. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Maybe. I, but if he's going to be Asian, then he should have been Japanese. Well, the whole... Like, if you're going to go down that thought process... Yeah. Of, like, oh, it's got to keep with, you know, the the source material. Okay, the source material is Japanese. How come the lead actor isn't Japanese? Wasn't, I don't know if he was actually supposed to be part, like... I don't want to say Native American, because uh, it doesn't apply, because... This is a space opera, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't, I don't want to say, you know, what we consider to be Native American, but the guy could have been from Mars. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. Because yeah. he had, like, he was into that culture. Spike yeah. was. He was, you know... I, yeah, I, and I don't well, know you if remember that, him going to visit the, yeah, the, the mystic, Native American guy, yeah. the mystic with the sand. Yeah, and I don't know if that was part of his culture. Always one of my favorite scenes, or way, um, when he's smoking the pipe with him. I, I thought this, and obviously they had to choose some... 
I don't, I don't know if you want to say race for this actor. Yeah. You know, he had to be white, he had to be Asian, he had to be something, black, yeah. Yeah, yeah. anything. Span, Hispanic, you know, they had to choose, they had to cast somebody. Uh, I thought Spike was a very, and I, I'm not really arguing with that aspect of the casting. Who else did they cast? Um, they have Jets and Jet and Valentine's casting, uh, or Faye Valentine. Is this a movie or a TV series? It's a TV series. And it's made by Netflix. Yeah, I'm a little... And their Death Note series was notoriously, like, awful. Um, yeah, that's it right there. Uh, you gotta add. It's gonna... Skip ad. That's so <sighs> second one over Spike. Third one is uh, Faye. Yeah. I, I who, just who is that playing um, Jet the middle the, yeah uh, I don't know who, who is he and who, I, who's I the guy know. who's the guy in the end is that's that, like a director or oh I thought maybe he was vicious no no uh, but I don't know just the guy maybe the guy playing to me the main guy who's gotta be perfect is Spike you know like I could deal with a you know, fade that's not so looking great. at him in the face he's not that bad of a Spike, actually. If they change his hair. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you give him, like... But my problem... Like, Spike... They have to nail his personality. Yeah. They have to nail his personality. And, like, what I've seen of him... And I don't mean to judge him before I see it. All I know of him is Harold Harold and Kumar. It's like a stupid stoner comedy. Yeah. And that's not... I, ho- I hope he has more depth than that. Yeah, well, I'm just curious to see how he's going to do... Yeah, because I, I know him from that movie, too. And maybe that's unfair. But right, like, how's right. he going to do with like the karate and... You know, right, and he might be great. Scene, he, right, he know? might be good at all that stuff. I, I don't know. I don't know, yeah. But from what I saw in that movie, I, I don't know. Yeah, right. Like, he's all not, I know of him... Like, when like, I think of action star, I don't think of this no, guy. No, so, no. All right, he's a bounty hunter. Yeah. He's, a, he's playing a bounty hunter. Yeah. But so. it's going to be like an action series. I mean, it's yeah, be. yeah. But then the again, the thing about Spike is that he has to be able to nail both cool, calm, and collected. Yeah. To like, not just at ten, but like up to eleven. Yeah. yeah. Cool, but calm, then, and collected. But then even, also even in the moments of madness. But also, also dangerous, suffering on the inside, tragic, and. Heroic, oh, all at the same time. Like he has so many different Elements. spins, and I'm just like I could see him. Just Spike definitely has that like dry, sarcastic humor. So like that might be. I I don't know. This whole series is just scaring me. And I I think no matter who they cast, I probably would have had that same reaction. I probably would have been yeah. like, oh my god, I'm so scared. So you know, I I hope it. What's the girl playing Faye? What's she from? I don't ask me. I don't know what any of them are from. No, I don't know. I don't recognize um, the guy playing Jet either. Yeah. He doesn't really look like Jet. Jet, to me, is like very, very big and bigger, muscular. Yeah, yeah, bigger and muscular. Um, you know, I guess it doesn't matter that they don't really look like the Yeah, characters. yeah, I'm, I don't want to get picky. Yeah. Because the guys may be great. The girls may be great. Um, Daniela Pineda. Let's so. see what she's been in. Let's 
quite the smile. Um, Faye has to be charming. This in Jurassic World. Who is she? <laughs> I can't think. That of does look. If you changed her outfit, I could oh. totally see that as Faye. Yeah, that's that is, she's fine. Yeah. Yeah, she'll do good. That's Faye. Yeah, that's good Faye. Yeah, just change the that's outfit. Good Faye. Um, and I, and you know, to me. The look of Jet isn't so isn't as important as the, the persona, the, per, the personality. Yeah. They need to find a guy with that personality yeah. that can nail that, like you know, just that even retired chill, like laid back. But he, it's it, Jet used to lose his cool quite often. Yeah, well, that was the thing about with Jet. Spike. He was specifically he was, he was laid back, but when he got pissed off, like, and yeah, he could yeah. get pissed off quick. Yeah. You know, like he was a nice guy, but yes. he could get pissed off yeah. real quick. Yeah. Whereas, you know, like. Well, and he was always mad at Spike and Faye. Yeah, like, exactly. Because they were. The, <laughs> they were just always driving him crazy. Yeah, yeah. He was kind of, yeah, he was kind of the, like the poor. Like, he was almost like he the father. He took all their crap. Group, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, he yeah. was kind of the father of the group. Very fatherly. Like, you know, I, like I, he, was, he was the rational thinker. Yeah, I yeah. think that was the issue. Yeah, so he yeah. was the rational right. person amongst two crazy. Not rational people. Yeah, like. One was like a straight-up criminal, and the yeah. other was Spike Spiegel. Right, right. I think my favorite Jet moment is from Toys in the Attic, where he's laying and they're trying to figure out what is wrong with him, and they get to Ebola. They go Ebola virus, and he goes, like <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want it to like, be that. Well, and they tell him it's not that. He goes, <laughs> yeah. As they're listing things off, like yeah. it's getting worse. But and worse, they and get to like, Ebola, and he's like. <laughs> Great series. That that is probably the best thing you ever recommended to me. Because I remember you told me like you gotta watch this, you gotta watch yeah. this, and you're like Cowboy Bebop. I'm like, what a dumb name. What a you know? dumb name. Man. And I, I didn't like anime. I'm like, no, I have no interest in anime. And you made me watch like one episode, and I was like, you know, it's funny. Um, start to finish, one of the greatest things uh, I've ever watched. It is. It, it's it really is the only anime that I can still watch. Yeah, like I can't watch anime. I it's tried just to too watch corny. I tried to watch because I was. For like a year or two after that, I was searching for something else to fill that. And like, I watched uh, Samurai Champloo when that came out. Yeah. And like, I thought the first episode was great. And after that, I was just like, it was okay. It wasn't yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. It just well, was nowhere funny. near it's, the greatness of Shiba. That's about as far as I can ever get in shit, Samurai Champloo. It was like the first or second episode. Yeah. And then I just fall off. Yeah, every the first one time. or two are pretty good. And then, um,. Like, the whole thing's pretty good, but it's just nowhere near the greatness of Bebop. Yeah. Nowhere I mean, like near. Every single episode of yeah, Cowboy great. Bebop is just all such 26, a classic. And all you know, 26 are amazing. What's scary to me is this. Like, you know, we grew up watching it on TV, and, you know, obviously TV back then, you know, you, you didn't have options. You, yeah. You had, like, Cartoon Network, okay? So everybody saw... Adult Swim at night. Yeah, everybody saw these, these shows... And now, like, I talk to kids, and I always, like, especially I big... I watch YouTubers. Especially big anime fans, and I say, have you seen Cowboy Bebop? No. No. No uh, Every single one says no. And that just blows me away, yeah. because to me, it's like, you know... Well, it's always been kind of obscure, I think. Oh, my God. Which is sad. Yeah. I mean, everything about... there's so many bad animes out there, let's face it, very popular ones yeah. that are terrible. Yeah, they're horrible. And Bebop is just Everything so about great. Cowboy Bebop is just incredible. The music... The music. Uh, the characters, the story, the story. Most animes, the story is garbage. Yeah, it is like yeah. The everything about it is oh, perfect. We're gonna get so much hate, hate mail for that. 
Um, Who cares? <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Um, New York State's got a message for you. I don't know. You know, looking at that cast, uh, maybe this was just me and my positive personality. I got this strange feeling that it might actually work. I mean, we'll find out. I hope I'm a it little does. bit. I'm a I little bit worried does. about Cho, though. I mean, the most, the thing that scares me the most is that I hold Bebop as a whole. It's sacred to me. Like, yeah. Like, I don't want this series to get made at all because it's so good what? that I don't want them to mess with. Yeah, it. you know what's scary is because I just told you how like the younger generation, none of them have ever watched. This what if show? they watch this and it's what crap? If, yeah. Yes. What if this is Cowboy Bebop to them? We're going like, to become those old men screaming at the kids, back in my day! <laughs> this was much like, better. What if, now whenever I go around saying, have you seen Cowboy Bebop? You know what's Bebop? probably going to happen? Gonna like, Let's go. You know what's probably what's going to happen is it's going to come out, the kids are going to love it, but people like you and me are going to be like, yeah, no, yeah. this is not as good. Exactly. And they're oh, going to be like, shut up, old man. Yeah, you don't and know then whenever you ask about. someone, have you seen Cowboy Bebop, they're going to start talking yeah, about I've this seen show. The Netflix no, show. no, no, the good one. Yeah. Oh, God, we really have become those old, those old men. <laughs> Shouting at the cloud. Yeah. We've come full circle. Uh, the only other nerd stuff news. Idris Elba is no longer playing Deadshot in the Suicide Squad. They've instead gone in the direction of a different character. So I think that's actually good because I would say just don't put Deadshot in at all because replacing Will Smith <laughs> with Idris Elba is just kind of yeah. I'd rather see him play a different character. I think it's a good move. Yeah, I wonder who they'll go with. I don't know because I basically think they should just do all new characters. Just forget the first batch at all. You know. The, well, the, they got Captain Boomerang coming back. He died, didn't he? I don't think so. I can't remember. Are they really bringing so. him back? Well, that's what I heard. Jay Courtney, or whatever his name is. Jay Courtney. I don't know. but I thought he was actually pretty good in the movie. I had no problem with him. Yeah. I had no problem with any of their performances. It's just he should, he should come all back. All besides He Joker. and um, um, Harley. Well, she's she, coming back. She'll yeah. come back. And, and they'll be the only like two originals. Right. And see, it would have been funny. That's what I think they should do. Instead of recasting, just like... Just well, it would have been funny if, if they had just recasted, like, Deadshot and everything. And then, you know, like, those two have a conversation about, like, how, like, didn't these guys look different last time yeah. or something? Yeah, you know, like, I don't where, know. Something where they break the fourth wall and acknowledge, hey, yeah. like, we recasted all these guys. You've, you've, you've changed. Like, yeah. That kind of thing. And then just move on. Because most of them aren't going to be returning characters. Most I mean, of them are new didn't characters. Iron Man do that when they recasted, um, um, what's his name, War Machine? I don't know. Because when 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 he first walks in in the second movie, yeah, and he he shakes Tony's hand because they're at the court hearing. Yeah, uh, do you remember this? Roughly, like Tony is being interviewed by. Congress. I think you might say like something's changed you or something like he, that. He says no. He shakes his hand and he says, "I'm here, just deal with it or something," and like that's it. And you know, like and that oh, yeah, to yeah. me yeah. was like a slight nod to the fact that yeah. You know, like they recast this because he literally says, "I'm, I'm here, War just, just deal was, with it." That has to be the worst Marvel casting that they've done. Yeah, John Cheadle, Don yeah. Cheadle is it War was Machine. such a downgrade. Well, and they, they could they could recast the character, but yeah, Don Cheadle's like sixty years old. Yeah, and he's like so thin. And he's it, yes, it's just yeah, respectable he, actor, just not War Machine. He sticks out like a sore thumb. Just not War. But I would have preferred Jason Momoa as War Machine for God's sake. Um, Alright, so, 
Stuff in the coming week. Respawn's Star Wars game. That was a very fey outfit. Right yeah, there. I thought so. Respawn's Star Wars game is getting revealed this coming Saturday. So the next next time, next episode, we're going to finally get to talk about Respawn's Star Wars game. So that'll be interesting. The other thing is a week from today as we record this, winter actually comes. Game of Thrones oh. Season 8 begins. And you know, the more I got thinking about this... Winter has come. The more I got thinking about this, the more I realized that with real, I don't care if those episodes are supersized like they say. I'm really thinking about it, and I really feel like this ending is getting rushed quite a bit. Five episodes to wrap up this entire franchise really isn't a lot. Like, that's enough time to... Is it five or six? It's five. It's five? It's five. I swear... Like something is last year was six. Is, this year am I in the, the Bearstein universe or something? Because I swear it was six, and now it's five. Well, at first I thought it was eight, and then it, then it was apparently six. Now I think it's last year was five. six. This year's five. So, but I just I'm thinking about that, and I'm like, they're really gonna wrap this up, even if it was six. Yeah. They're really gonna wrap this up at six. Episodes. But some of them are like an hour and a half long. Yeah, but they? still, that's that's a that's they an got a long of, ways to go. That's an still. episode. Well, yeah, but I mean, if that's the case, then. You know, there's still so much. It's I mean, like eight episodes, technically. Yeah, you know, there, there's the war with the White Walkers. What's going to happen with Cersei? Uh, you know, what's going to happen with John and Daenerys? No, see, I'm just a little, I'm a little concerned because when you move away from the hour-long format that has that has carried yeah. you the entire way, and you start moving it to a different format, I mean, for your final season, that seems like well, a very right. dangerous. That's move. what scares me. That because I'm thinking about the pacing. And people already complained the last year or two that, you know, because the first, let's say, four, maybe even five seasons were very deliberately paced. You know, the characters progressed. Like, you would go episodes without seeing a character yeah. because they were, you know, off screen for an episode or two. Prominent characters. In this, I feel like they're going to have to move at such a breakneck pace. Like, you're going to see them, like, literally, like, jumping continents in the span of, like, ten minutes. Like, they're going to have to, like... You know, one minute, somebody's going to be in King's Landing. Literally, the next scene, they're going to be in Winterfell. And I think you're going to lose a little bit of that subtlety that Game of, you know, early Game of Thrones really yeah. had. That yeah. very natural, like, living, breathing world. Yes. And it's going to feel more like a like a Marvel movie. Yeah. Like, just, you know, balls to the wall. Well, I mean, they're all on the same continent now, though, so... But you know what I mean. Like, yeah. they'll be... King's Landing is like a week's travel to Winterfell. Yeah, but I think like they're gonna be like. Well, they were doing that like in the last. Two right, seasons, people were already so. complaining about it, yeah, and I think it's gonna be matter. even worse this Work year. Travel, like, we made it here in five minutes. Right, what should, we used to take us like and a character full arc. Season. Any any <laughs> remaining character development is gonna happen in the span of like two scenes. Like, yeah. like there's not gonna be any build up. Yeah, but they have built up a lot of things for seven seasons. So yeah. I hope it's good. I hope it's good. I'm just, I'm a naturally, like, as something that I really love, you know, I, I get worried and concerned. Like, yeah. oh, God, please don't let this happen. Don't ruin it. Right, right. But we'll be able to talk about it. We'll be talking about it a lot in future episodes. Games coming out this week. Dangerous Driving, which is what we saw at PAX. I remember we both looked at each other and we're like, oh, this looks just like Burnout. Turns out it's actually from people who created Burnout just under a different name. Uh-huh. So that was just like Burnout because it literally is Burnout just by a different name. Yep. 
Neo Atlas 1469 Shovel Knight Showdown. Don't even... I know what Shovel Knight is, but I think it's just a retail collection. Ace Attorney Trilogy, Zanky Zero, Last Beginning, Earth Defense Force, Iron Rain, hmm. Nintendo Labo VR Drops. You picking that you up? You know, that Earth Defense Force, that was at PAX. Was it? I didn't get to play it. I, really, I, I played Earth Defense Force once before. Yeah. It didn't really do anything yeah. for me, so... I know it's really popular, though. And Konami Arcade Classics, the second Konami reference this podcast. Wow. So that's it for episode 37. By the time we see you next week, winter will have come. So, God Mode Unlocked 37, out.